Hi, my name is Genesis, and we want to welcome you to Free Life Chapel, where we help you discover and live the free life in Christ. Listen, we want to get connected with you. Hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment below on your thoughts about today's message. To stay updated on current events and exciting things that are happening right here, feel free to visit our website at freelifechapel.org. Until then, we have an awesome message in store just for you. Check this out. So we are going to take a step into an arena today that y'all going to, I'm not even sure you're allowed to do that in church, but you know, we kind of do that quite often here at Free Life Chapel. We enjoy breaking all the rules. We think God has a sense of humor. We think he laughs a little bit. I think we should too. Faith and fun go hand in hand. So today we're going to hit this message and it's called Big Butts. Never mind. Okay, we done right there. We done right there. Some of y'all could have jumped up and you could have sung every word of that song. And y'all can, you ain't got to say nothing. It's all good. I got you. I know how it goes down. Welcome to Free Life Chapel. I got to tell you, in relation and in context completely and solely to this message, I got to tell you, I like big butts and I cannot lie. I, I, I right here, I'm, no, I'm all about this right here. We, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about, about this today. We talked last weekend, as churches across America, around the world did, about the Easter weekend, about the hope that we have because of what Jesus did for us. Anybody grateful for that sacrifice that he made for you and I? I mean, he gave it all that, that you and I could have this life. The Bible actually goes and breaks down and tells us, actually specifically it identifies, it leans into two reasons, two scriptures pop out as to why Jesus came to this earth. It's very explicit. That means God wanted us to know that there is purpose to his coming. The first is this. We find it in Luke 19. We talk about this often. The Son of Man, Jesus, came to seek and to save the lost. Notice not just to save the lost, but to seek the lost. That means he will be a holy hound dog on you coming after you. You understand that? He's after you. He's, he's seeking you. He will haunt you. Was anybody haunted by Jesus before you finally said yes? Like you couldn't sleep at night. He was on your nerves. Like you were in the club and you couldn't even get your rhythm down. Like it, it was just, it was a mess. Like he was just interrupting the entire party, right? Because you know you should have been in church, but you wasn't in church. So you couldn't even, all that, yep. He seeks and saves. But, but the second purpose that sometimes we forget and we don't look into, and I want to hit this today, I, we're going to kind of go here, is 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. And I want you to read this out loud, read it proud. I think they're going to throw it on the screen. Here we go. One, two, three. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works. Jesus came to destroy the works of of the enemy in your life. You have an enemy in your life. You have opposition in your life. You have pushback in your life. You have one that's trying to destroy your marriage right now. You have one that is focused on getting you hooked on an addiction of some kind right now. You have one that's trying to derail you and get you to 
please stay out of that church on the weekends. And so every excuse and opportunity available to derail your life, that's what he's after. Singles, he's trying to send the wrong person into your life. Mm-hmm. Don't look at the one you're dating right now. Just keep looking this way. Just, just look this way. Married folk, he's trying to get you separated from the one you said I do to. He's, tr he's trying to drive a wedge there. He's, tr he's all about destruction. And the Bible says, Jesus said, the reason I came was to destroy the works, the works, the planning, the efforts, the strategies of the enemy in your life. Is anybody glad that heaven is fighting for you and not against you? Right? He's, God, is, God is for you. Why did he come to destroy those works? Because Satan is your adversary. And, 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 and Satan, just by, just by sheer definition, his name, Satan, who appears throughout the Bible, his name literally means adversary, accuser, slanderer. There is one who is opposing you. You wake up, if you are a Christ follower, when you wake up on Monday morning, there's already opposition before you get out of bed. There is a pushback to squelch your life, to shut you down, to create oppression, to mess with your head. The Bible says that he is the author of confusion. He's coming to just mess with all of your plans, disrupt things, make normal things difficult. This is the, and, 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 and if you think, well, I just don't really know if I believe in all that stuff. Okay, all I know is there is a pressure that comes in life when you say yes to Jesus. Nothing like living the abundant life in Christ, but there is opposition every day. There's an adversary. There's an accuser. How do you know that you are your worst critic? No one has to give you a bad, uh, say anything bad about you. You'll do it for yourself. You, you, on Twitter, you, you will, you'll, you'll call yourself out. You will just call, I mean, you'll just bust your own self up. I'm such a slob in this area. It's amazing what we, how we talk about ourselves. You can have 10 compliments about your hair and one negative, one negative remark, and you remember the one negative remark and you forget the 10 compliments. It's amazing how we are attracted to the negativity. There's an opposition, there's an accuser, there's a slanderer. You're not good enough. You don't deserve this. What makes you think you could do ministry? What You talk about Jesus? Remember where you came from? Don't you know you got a record? Don't you know? He's always bringing up the past. Always stirring to keep me on edge and looking backwards so I can never look forward in life. He's a distractor in all that he does. This is what he does. And how many you know he's really good at his job? No, no, no. I mean, like, like seriously, like how many of you know he is like really good at what he does? He steps in to mess with your head. He steps in to mess with your family. He steps in to mess with your heart. He steps in to mess with your plans. He steps in to do all of these things in order to disrupt God's plans for your life. Because if God's plans go sideways, then your life is done. God's plans go sideways, then your life is stuck, and you and I will never move into all that we are. So he comes, watch this, here's what he comes, he comes to wear you out. The Bible says in the book of Daniel, the book of Daniel, that the enemy comes to weary the saints, to wear them down, to make life difficult, to make life heavy, to just pull on you, to undermine you. That, that's one of the purposes. That's one of his tactics. He doesn't just jump in and all of a sudden, bam, throw the knockout punch. He comes to wear you down. Do you know how wearing you down happens? Little by little by little by little. 
That's why the difficulty and that's why the, 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 the loss and the failure that you and I experience is not from 100 to zero. It's a slow fade. We fade day by day. We make small compromises day by day because we're getting wearied. Your tire doesn't go flat immediately. That's called a blowout. The tires that we mostly difficult, in fact, most of your tires out there in the parking lot right now do not have enough air pressure in them because they've got a slow fade in them. This is, this is how we go. This is why, this is why the, uh, we understand that the enemy is good at his job. He did this all through the Bible. Adam and Eve, he worked in their head. The Bible says that he filled the enemy, filled Ananias' heart to lie to Holy Spirit. The Bible talks about how he entered Judas's heart, and he had Judas begin to work against Jesus, sold him for 30 pieces of silver. The book of Revelation says that nations are going to be deceived. Look around. Entire populations, multiplied millions, can believe one thing so skewed from God's word that it will make you begin to question the truth. The enemy is good at his job. But adversity is real. I'm not talking about people made a bad comment on Twitter about you. That's not adversity. Well, they didn't even repost my comment. That, that's not adversity. Let me help you. They're not following me. Yeah, okay, oh, good. That, that, that's, that's not warfare, all right? That's not, man, the devil's after me. I, my followers went down. You're going to be fine, baby. You're going to be fine. Go buy some more. I'm talking about I didn't see my prayers answered. I think I'm going to quit. I'm talking about this kind of pressure. I'm talking about this, the spirit of this culture that makes you question the Bible. Is truth really truth? Are there really standards that I should be living my life by? If Disney believes this, am I supposed to believe it too? Oh, welcome to church. Welcome to Free Life Chat. Mm -hmm. No, we find out real quick where you stand. We'll find out real quick because culture is going to try to push something on you. Culture is going to try to invade your heart and your mind. This is the pushback. Pressure to compromise your convictions. That's where the oppression, that's where the pushback comes. So Galatians 6, 9 tells us we must not grow weary in doing good for in due time if we do not give up, there's the key. The enemy's work is to try to get you to give up, quit, shut down, back up. I'm not mad at God. I'm just not going to attend anymore. No, I love Jesus. I'm just, I just don't see any change, so I'm just not praying anymore. I'm not serving. No, me, tithe. Are you kidding me? See, we all deal with the pressure to quit. We all deal with mental adversity. We all deal with slandering of our faith. We all face that stuff. But this is, this is where God's big butt gets involved. God pushes his big butt right up in your life. And he starts to do some things to help. Now, 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 now the, word, the word but, especially related to the Bible, I'm just, I'm just talking Bible to you. Uh, the word but actually has a definition, and it means not or no. Not surprised by that, but, but that, that's what it means. It's, it's not just a contraction. It's actually, it's, it's an oppositional word. It's absolute prohibition, or it completely negates what was stated just before it. This, this word is strong in the Bible. It throws a punch. It comes with gritted teeth, and it, it, it punches hard. It, it's almost like when someone says, well, they are so nice, but Oh, y'all read that scripture too, huh? Oh, okay, got yeah, yeah. The food is great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
You okay? Everything's fine. Which means everything's not fine. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We're all the married folk. All the married folk. All the married folk. Hey, okay, yeah, let's, let's just come back here. Uh, the, the, the phrase, but God, it, or, 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 or uh, multiple ways of saying but God, this same phrase, uh, the, it, it's used hundreds of times throughout the Bible. It's not just a few select times. We see it appearing everywhere where God is sticking his butt inside of what was coming our way. But God got involved, and he says, I'm going to negate that. I'm going to prohibit it absolutely. I say no over that situation in your life. Not. It's not happening. God steps in and he, he stomps and he changes, he twists, he flips the thing. In fact, it reminds us when you see a but God, it reminds us that he has the power to flip evil on its head right now. That it looks this way, but God, just bam. And then all of a sudden, the entire script changed. It was all bad, and all of a sudden, we're like, I feel like I don't even know what world I'm living in because it's bad, 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 bam, good, 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 good. I'm not sure how that happens, but God, when he gets involved, he changes everything. Tell somebody he changes everything. Uh, that, that means this, and I've got good news for you, but God simply means the story's not over yet. There's more still to come. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about three things that God's big butt does. God's got a big old butt. Oh, yeah. He's got, he does, and, 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 and that, he, he does three things with his butt. Number one, God's butt saves me. God, God, and, and, come on. God's butt saves me. I'm going to give you Bible because some of y'all are like, oh my God. He's like, yeah, okay, let's go Bible. Romans chapter 5 verses 6 and 8. Here we go. One, two, three. Showed us his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. We, we had no hope. It was done. Don't deserve this life. But while I was still a mess, but God sent his son in the middle of that mess. Anybody glad for God's butt saving your life right there? Because that's exactly what it says. You need to, you, when you leave here today, you need to go tell all your friends. Man, today I, I, saw, I saw the greatest butt at church today. You would not believe this. And, and it's Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. I was lost, but God sent Jesus to die for me anywhere. We don't earn it. We don't deserve it. He had you on his mind. That's why he was seeking you. He made provision before you ever said yes so that when you and I finally surrendered to him, everything that you needed was already laid out and waiting on you. He didn't start preparing for you after you said yes. It was already done so that when you walked in, the table is laid and waiting and the food was hot already. There's nothing like that in the world. That, ladies and gentlemen, is called love. That's exactly, that's exactly who he is. So number one, God's butt saved me. Number two, God's big butt delivers me. Uh, God, no, no, he's, he's straight up did. And, and I got to hang here for just a minute today and, 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 and kind of drive this down because we can miss this part if we're not careful. Uh, God's butt was saving people all throughout the Bible. All throughout the Bible. He, he was always showing up and doing things no one saw. Uh, Moses in Egypt. Remember the, the plagues hit. Bam. Uh, God got involved. Noah in the flood. 
God was involved. Esther from the gallows that Haman had built in order to destroy all the Jews. God got involved. Daniel from the lion's den. All of these scenarios, how do you know all these scenarios give us a picture of people who were brought to the edge of losing everything? How many wish God would kind of get involved a little bit earlier? Like, do we have to wait, like, get all the way up on the edge of this before, like, can, can we not, like, back it up a little bit? We, we, find, we find the same scenario here, that, that God enjoys interacting with us in times that are difficult, but he's involved. 1 Samuel chapter 23 Verse 14 uh, speaks of David. This is not David the little shepherd boy. This is David after he had killed Goliath. And now he's on the rise to the throne. And now King Saul is jealous because of David's fame. And people are looking to him now knowing that he is the next future king of Israel. And, and Saul is so jealous. So David runs from Saul because Saul was out to kill him and was making 21 attacks attempts on David's life coming after him to kill him so David runs to the desert Saul was in the palace David was in the desert every day Saul would leave the palace and come to the desert to look for David but as long as David stayed in the desert he always survived because Saul was too soft because the palace makes you soft and he couldn't hang in the desert but David learned even in difficult times I can get through whatever I have to you see God, God has a way of toughening our lives up God has a way of letting us go through some things that, that all of a sudden I'm not as, not as easily offended as I used to be. I, I used to get really upset when people said some bad things to me or about me. Now I look at them and go, well, bless your heart. And, and you just kind of have a way of getting on. And, and you, you eventually join the I don't give a rip community, right? Like, okay, God, I don't give a rip. And, and you just keep on going. And delete. And you just keep on running. It's, it's a wonderful thing when you get above 50. You just don't care like you used to care. And you get to stay focused on life because I can't afford to have people's voices distracting my world. I got to keep moving. David is in the desert and the Bible says in 1 Samuel 23 David stayed in the strongholds that were in the desert and in the hill country of the desert of Ziph Saul looked for him all the time did not deliver David in David running for his life this is the king this is the greatest authority. This is the one with the greatest power. He had armies. This was like having the entire nation after you. Why didn't God just stop Saul? God just kept protecting David. I would rather him just shut Saul down at the palace. But David had to keep moving. Saul would come around this way, David ran the other way. Do you understand? It was kind of a weird thing of, of royal hide and seek. They're out there playing in the desert, and God had a way of maneuvering some things. Have you know there's been some close calls in your life? You could have lost it all a few times at, at your house, in, in your family, on the job. There's been some close calls that, man, if it had just gone this way as opposed to that way. Have you know God has been working overtime in your life that it would have been bad, but God got involved? And I got news for everybody in here there's been more but gods in your life than you even understand we see some and we can identify some but ladies and gentlemen God's butt has been involved in your life a whole lot more than you ever even understand with your kids with your money with your career with your education in that dating life you need to thank God for who you did not marry amen 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 there's been a but God involved in your world 
He's faithful in our lives. We, we never experience the power of God's butt until our butts are stuck. Everybody wants to see God move. I want God to show up in my life. Well, you're probably going to get your hind end in a sling before that ever happens. And all of a sudden, once you get there, that's when he shows up. Because watch this. If you can get yourself out of it, then you don't need God. Oh, I need to stop right there for just a second. Uh, you, you, there's some things that we prayed about, and God goes, would you please go do that? You just, just do that right there. But, oh, God, I just want you to just, yeah, help me. Get that. Go, go get a job, a J-O-B. Get a job and work that job. Stay faithful at that job. Stop getting fired. This is your fourth job in three weeks. Okay, we got a problem here. We, we're gonna, and it's not all the employers that have a conspiracy against you. That's not how this works. I'm a great employee. No, no, you're, you're horrible. You show up late. You don't do the job. You complain. You drag your feet. There's no joy. Come in here and work your job. Get some joy in your heart. Let's go man up, woman up. Let's go big girls and let's get this thing done. Yes. Yes. Stop praying for a miracle. Let's just go to work. And there's some other things that happen in life when we're doing all that we can. And God's butt gets involved in our life. When I've come to the end of me and my options ran out and my resources ran out and my friends ran out and I even called mom and she couldn't help. You understand. Like when, when, you, when you have exhausted everything and you're going, oh, God, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. It's amazing how we pray, how we worship. It's amazing how we come to church. We start reading our Bible. We listen to podcasts. We listen to preachers we don't even like in on, on TV. It's amazing what happens when you hit a hell moment in your life. I need God's butt right now in this situation. That's when he shows up. Oh, I, I want you to understand when God's butt gets involved it's probably going to be one of the most hellish times of your entire life that's when things are on and the heat is on but that's when God does his greatest work in our life you know why because he gets all the glory and I get zero because I know like nobody does I didn't I couldn't handle it on my own but God got involved anybody grateful for God getting involved in your stuck situation I want you to understand, when we get to those stuck parts, we have, we have, we have two options. Oh, yeah, you, you have an option in, in the stuck part. When, when, when things get tight, like, ah, I don't know what to do. You, you can make excuses and quit. Yeah, uh, and, and run from church. Run from God. The very answer that we need. It's amazing when hell kicks in, we run from God instead of to God. We bail on him and we run back. We, we can make excuses or we can trust God for breakthrough and advance. We, we, I can, I'm not leaving. I've come too far. You've been too good. You've been too faithful. I'm in a perfect place for a but God to break out in my life. I'm not leaving. You see, when my butt gets smaller, God's butt gets bigger. When I stop making excuses, well, but you don't know what I've been through. When, when mine gets smaller and I stop making my butt excuses, then God's butt grows larger and he's able to do something in my life. As long as I'm bailing out, as long as I've always got an excuse to run, then God has no place in order to show off in my life. But the moment that I learn to trust him, in fact, let me just put it this way. I can't control my life and follow God at the same time. If you're looking for comfort, you're not going to experience the fullness of God. 
if you try to do it my way, it's not going, you're not going to experience God's activity and his power, his flow in your life because obeying God will lead you into lion's dens. Obeying God will lead you to facing gallows, weapons formed that could destroy. I see it. They're talking to me. The issue is there. The report is in front of me. I'm looking at it right now. I heard what they're doing at the job. Oh, my God, I don't know if I've got a job. When you are in the thick of it, but I'm trusting you, God. I'm trusting you, God. I'm not bailing on what I know to be true. I'm not bailing on your principles. I'm holding on tight. I'm staying in here because I choose to follow you. I'm not seeking comfort. I'm seeking advance. I want you more than I want to figure things out I trust you God it takes grit to be a Christ follower no it straight up takes grit yes it does this is not just this easy now I lay me down to sleep life you're gonna have to buy in and get two handfuls and hold on for the ride because the vulnerable times in your life the scary times are where we grow it pushes me out of my comfort zone but I learned I can trust him there not just here and I just keep learning one step more. Oh, oh, he was faithful there. <laughs> Look at that. And then something pushed you. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no. I'm, you, well, I'm fine. Hi, thank you. And you, you begin to learn. And, and the more you learn, the more you begin to move, the more steps you begin to take. It's in those scary moments that you find out he's real. He's for you. He didn't bail on you. He saw. He heard. The Bible says that he draws close to us in our time of need. Oh, we hate that word, don't we? Need. We want extra supply. So I never have need. But it's when we hit those places. We, we, we've got to believe. We've got to believe that God's butt is big enough to handle every situation. Let, let me just kind of rapid fire. Just, just so you understand. Bible, this is where God gets involved. Genesis chapter 8 verse 1. But God remembered Noah and sent a wind over the earth and the waters receded. Psalm 73, 26, my mind and my body may grow weak, but God is my strength. He is all I ever needed. Matthew 19, Jesus looked at all of them and said, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Acts chapter 3, you killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. Acts chapter 9 verse 7, and the patriarchs Jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt, but God was with him. I love that. Second Timothy chapter 2, I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal, but God's word is not chained. First Corinthians 15, 10. I'm the Paul was saying, I'm, I'm the least, I'm the least of everybody. I'm, I'm but my past, my reputation, what I've done, you wouldn't believe I'm the least of anybody. But the Bible says this, but God treated me with undeserved grace and he made me what I am. Have you know? because God's butt got involved in your life you're better right now than you ever were without him he's been faithful he's been good his grace his favor his mercy his advance is all over your life so number one his, his butt saves me number two his butt delivers me number three his butt activates me mm -hmm. yes it does you see it he doesn't just save and he doesn't just deliver me. He activates me for his purpose. In fact, I would say this. His butt gets involved to activate me. That's not a byproduct. That is the purpose of his butt. 
Ephesians chapter 2, verses 3 through 7. Watch this. we got to hurry. By nature, we were destined for wrath, just like everyone else who was rich in mercy because of his great love for us, even when we were dead because of our offenses, made us alive together with the Messiah. By, by grace, you've been saved. Don't get it twisted. Raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly realms in the Messiah, Jesus he might display the limitless riches of his grace that comes to us through his kindness in the Messiah. God's but comes so that. Did you notice this? God got involved so that something else would happen. He didn't get involved just like, you like that? Okay, good. God bless you. It's not that I'm done. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. I got involved and changed that miraculously. I flipped it. I took hell by the throat and I spun it. That finished so that I can get glory out of your life. There's a so that and in order to that God expects on the other side of his activity in our life. Everyone in this room right now is a product of God's butt being involved in your life. You've been saved, you've been delivered, you've been rescued out of all kinds of scenarios because he got involved. That's wonderful. Now he wants to activate that that he did for you and bring something out of your life. Do you realize that your life is the fifth gospel that's being preached in 2022? You are a new gospel today. When you walk into places, everything you've been through, stuff that you survived, things you have that you don't deserve, uh, things that you walked out of your past and your past is not on you like it used to be on you and you're walking in freedom. You got a joy, you got a peace, not because of what you smoked, but because of who he is on the inside. I'm living different right now. You are a living, breathing gospel when you step in the room. And when folks look at you, they go, I don't know what it is and how you got there, but whatever it is that got you there, I need some that right there you and I are that gospel your life is the good news of Jesus that, that's, that's why we exist that, that's who we are that, that's how life is to go around we are that good news God's but saved you and delivered you so that he can now use your life to show his kindness to the world you live in to the people you do life with when you go to work with okay this is crazy with your family, la familia. He, he wants to, with your friends, folks you play ball with while you're at the gym, in school, that's right, in junior high and in high school, using your life to influence and affect your friends up and down the hallways. Let me, let me just kind of help you here so you understand. Soccer moms, you don't just sit on the sideline. You are there as another gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to impact other parents and impact the coaches and impact the refs and impact the other kids that are playing soccer there. Uh, let me go. Businessmen and women, you're not just there to build a kingdom to yourself. I pray God blesses your house, but every bit of influence he places on your life is so that when you step into those business meetings and you're at the Better Business Bureau, you walk in 
the thing that enters the room is the presence of the kingdom of God his plan his order his word his truth his integrity is in full motion I'm there to use my influence to build Jesus all of our parents all of our single folk it's not about living in comfort security and just building your 401k and just waiting to die later on no 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 it's to transform our communities and everywhere we go when you go to the grocery store when you're at the bank when you're in a restaurant when you're on vacation you're on mission right there look so what about your life the purpose of your life is you've been activated in order to build the kingdom all my students that are in the room you're not there just to gain friends and grow your IG account you're there to use the influence of Jesus on your life at 13 at 14 at 15 at 16 to rep Jesus in a world that needs him like never before this is who we are this is what we do Genesis chapter 50 verse 20 talks about a guy named Joseph he was sold by his brothers into slavery talk about a dysfunctional family that puts the funk in dysfunction right there that's horrible sold him into slavery years later they have to come back to him for survival <laughs> I would love to see that Netflix, Netflix show right there that would be a great but, but, but the Bible writes it different listen to what Joseph said when his brothers walked in that sold him into slavery and wrote him off and lied to the dad said he was eaten by an animal listen to what Joseph's response was you intended to harm me Watch this, watch this, watch this. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives. God in, got involved so that it wasn't about me. God's butt doesn't get involved in my life to make my butt look good. God's butt gets involved to make sure that his kingdom looks good. That his voice, that his word, that his truth, that his love is in full motion and fully on display. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not living this life for us. Scott doesn't belong to Scott. When I gave him my life, I gave him everything I have. I didn't just give him my time on Sundays. I gave him talent. I gave him all ability I have. I gave him my marriage my family relationships my private time my public time all the, my money I gave him all that I don't belong to me why? because I realized where I would be had it not been for his butt on my side I would be upside down and twisted right now he owns me he owns me and guess what? he owns you your mission my mission is to build his kingdom your mission, my, you, you want to know what your purpose is in life? Make his name famous. Show the love and the goodness of Jesus everywhere you go. That's why I can't go off on people at Walmart. Because it's not about me. I got to rip him when I go in that place. That's why you got to be careful coming to church that you don't pass people and cut them off because they might be coming to the same church you're coming to. And you got to be careful when you're driving, you got to treat them nice. Just wave out, hey, God bless you. Could you please speed up? Amen. And you, and you just got you to... I know y'all, y'all passed me. I know how it goes. I'm done. God's butt always has a purpose. Saves you. By the way, that took faith. He delivers you. That took trust. Because you had to wait on him. Oh, I know he seems slow. 
But he's coming. He's watching. He's there. And he's there to, there to activate you. Now that's your purpose, my witness. I'm repping him everywhere that I go. Stand to your feet if you would. I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. Here, here's, here's, here's the good news. Here's the good news. Here's the good news about God's big old butt. Your circumstances don't get the last word. No, they don't. Your enemy doesn't get the last word. Death and sickness do not get the last word. Because God's butt can handle every situation in your life. He's there. He's watching. He sees. He's available. Ladies and gentlemen, as long as you and I are reaching and waiting on him. David wrote it this way. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Do you know why David said wait twice? Because we want to run. We want to run. We want to run. But he says, wait on the Lord. Today, some of y'all have to admit, God's butt has been involved in my life. There's been some radical change and turnaround. Anybody, can you testify to that? God's in the balcony. Has he been? Oh, yeah. Look, look God, God's butt's been showing up everywhere. Some of y'all are in a situation right now where you need God's butt to show up. I need a flip. I need something to change that only God can do. I'm at the end of me. I'm at the end of me. Can I tell you something? You're in the most wonderfully dangerous place for a miracle in your life than you have ever been before. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were there. Moses was there. Daniel was there. Esther was there. Rahab was there. I can go right down the line in the Bible. God is always showing us I can handle you. If I did it then, I can do it now. You just got done singing the words. If I was faithful then, I'm faithful now. We're going to pray today. I want you to know you're not alone. He sees you. But here's my prayer for you. Hold. Hold. Stay in the game. Keep trusting him. Let's watch him come through in your life. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your goodness, your, your faithfulness in our life. Thank you for being fully involved. You're not an absent father. You're there. You're present. You see. You know. You're listening. You're fully aware of everything happening in our lives. And today, God, we declare our need for you. Yes, we're grateful that you showed up and you brought salvation to our life. We, we can't even imagine where we would be without you in our lives. You've saved us. And, and Lord, you have delivered us in times past. You got involved and you flipped the script. You turned the page. You changed things. You you made our enemies work in our behalf. You made all things work together for our good. It's amazing how you do those things that we see and we can't see. But today, God, there are some that, that need you to get involved right now. There are some that are waiting on a flip. They're waiting on a miracle. They're waiting on this thing to be changed. They're waiting on a situation to be shut down. They're waiting on a situation to start up. I'm asking you, God, to send the answer to bring a peace as we trust you, as we hold on to you. We're not bailing. We're not quitting. We're not walking away. 
away. I'm holding my ground. I'm keeping the pressure on heaven. I'm holding my ground. I'm not backing up. I'm looking to heaven. God, you're going to have to come through in this situation. I'm not leaving here. I'm not walking away. I'm not denying you. I've got crazy things going on in my mind and my heart and my life, but I will not leave this place because this is a place you can be glorified in. So God, use my life in this situation for your glory, for your reputation. God, I'm asking that you use what I'm going through to amaze people that I'm doing life with, that when they look at me, they have to admit the goodness and the kindness and the love and the power and the faithfulness of God has been involved in their life. And if you did it for me, you can do it for them. God, activate my life. God, use my life in order to share your good news and your hope and your life and your joy with everybody around me, strangers and people that I know just alike. God, use my life to build your reputation. God, this is our prayer in this room today. We will not be idle. We will not be silent. I'm going to go loud. I'm going to go proud. It's an honor to carry your reputation. It's an honor to have your name on us. The culture we're living in is dying for someone who actually believes in the one true and living God. And I will be that one who carries you on my smile and my joy. When I step into a room, the atmosphere will change because of your spirit that steps in. God, use us for your glory. our lives for your kingdom in Jesus mighty name amen 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 come on put those hands together honor him today honor him come on clap in the face of the situation you're facing right now just clap in the face of it clap in the face of that situation that's it that's it that's it that's it I know you want to bell and run but hold on just just hold right there God I'll praise you God I'm going to bless you anyhow I don't understand what's going on. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good, but I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I'm not leaving here. I trust you, God. You're good. I worship you. You saved me. You delivered me before. And if you did it before, you'll do it again. I honor you today, God.